0: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Hello and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket after the third day at the Keir Oval. And, well, the Alistair Cook story does go on. It just
1: keeps on going, doesn't it? And it's a bit like Cook's batting his first test in Nagpur. He batted for 403 balls in Nagpur in 2006. He's already chalked up 315 balls in this innings. Surely he's not going to get a 100 in his final test innings. It was, it was dicey early on. He was playing and missing. I mean, it was another real struggle for the batsmen out there in England's second innings. They had to work really hard. Cook survived to the close. Well, 46 not out to go with his 71 in the first innings. So Fantastic. over 100 runs in the match already.
0: Having not made a 50 in the series as well. That's right. So, and, yeah, it, it's been a, a, an excellent contribution from him. I think, on the other hand, that watching the way he's played in both innings and watching the way the bowlers have bowled as well, it's a reminder, actually, of why he is giving up. And, and one of the reasons is just that it is tough at the moment, batting, uh, opening the batting, especially as a left-hander. These bowlers are so good at uh, that, that round-the-wicket uh, attack. And, he, no, you know, Cook has not fathomed it. And he he played a lot of fresh air shots at Mohamed Shami today, round-the-wicket deliveries, which actually didn't do a whole lot. But the, the, the alignment, the way he played them, trying to drive the ball, which just wasn't quite in the path for the drive, and you know, you you are... I mean, this sounds a bit sort of technical, but the best way to play that kind of angle from round the wicket is to try and get back to mid-on because that, in a way, is almost playing it from where it's roughly from allowing for the angle slightly, almost playing with the spin, in a way, I suppose, but it's not spin, it's the angle. And he's playing almost against the movement. He's trying to hit against it. So he's trying to hit towards the offside of a ball angling in towards leg stump. And that doesn't work. Well, like the the wicket today, in fact, of of Moen Ali, trying to hit against the line of movement, Jadeja bowling through the gate. And, you know, we all know that if you face a left arm spinner to a left-handed batsman, face a left arm spinner, he's spinning it into you. You try and hit it with the spin on the leg side. That's the easier shot to play. But for some reason... Left-handed batsmen facing seam bowlers from round. They'll try and lead it through the offside against the angle that the ball's coming at. So that's why they get, so many of them get into trouble. It sounds simple to correct, but clearly it's not.
1: So that brings us on. We'll talk about Cook a bit more in a minute, but it brings us on to Keaton Jennings, who has averaged 18 in this series. I
0: 22 s- overall I, I
1: in saw his y- Test career. I saw a, a tweet from you earlier oh. which said, how can they take him... To yeah. Sri Lanka, mm. I think they will though. Do you? Well, like, well just, if you listen to Ed Smith, who was a national selector, who was talking on Test Match Special at lunchtime, his point was: it's been such a difficult. Mm. Well, you just made the point as well. It's been such a difficult summer for opening batsmen yeah. that you can't you can't really judge them. You know, it's, it's a false. But judgment I to think make. you
0: can. I think you can judge them on how they play and how they get out. And he gets out in in, in so many rather elementary ways. I mean, today, funnily enough, you know, you're know, you watching from the sidelines, you see a bloke leave the ball and it gets he gets bowled off stump and you think, well, what the hell's he doing? That's terrible judgment. In actual fact, it was a good bit of bowling because Shammy, round the wicket, was angling it away towards the, the slips and he's trying to leave the ball, beaten a few times, and then he sees another one which looks a little bit wide and you think, OK, well, that's missing, I'll, I'll leave it, and it swings back in and trims the off bail. Lovely bit of bowling, but... So many times, Jennings, even early in this innings today, I was watching quite carefully, actually, because I thought, you know, could this be his last test innings? He doesn't move at all. He's such a a, a static, sort of inert presence at the crease. He doesn't have any movement. He sort of shuffles sideways when the ball is on-off stump and it sort of hits the bat. He doesn't make any kind of proactive movement to the ball. He almost lets it hit him. He does, yeah. And it's just... Why, he may be kind of. Maybe he's watched A.B. De Villiers' video too much about batting in the box and the soft block. But the thing about the soft block, which is A.B. De Villiers' method of playing under your nose, allowing the ball to come to you, just stunning it into the ground, it, it has a, a, a sort of deliberate essence to it. There is a deliberate you know, movement of the bat and of the feet balanced over the top of the ball. You are stunning the ball, you're not letting it hit the bat. And that's the difference. And Jennings, I feel, is just someone who's standing there waiting for the ball to glide off and c- catch the edge. And too many times he's been out the same way. Mm. Today, you know, people talk about his uh, ability against spin, that that might be something that holds him in good stead against the Sri Lankans. But he didn't look that good against spin either. He got out to Jadeja in the first innings, playing a rather lazy, sort of naive shot, caught at leg slip. And then today, he went for a sweep, was a little bit lucky to... Get the reprieve from the umpire not given. You know, I, I'm just not. I, I just don't find him convincing. Yeah.
1: Well, just listening to Ed though, I, mean, I think that there were well, the two two things. One was the fact that you know it has been a really tough summer for opening batsmen, and so in a way that if, that feeling that goes in Jennings' favour because of that. That you know, Cook who's come out here at the Oval today and done well. I mean, he's had a really tough time of it this summer. About all opening batsmen have had a tough time of it, but also the fact they don't want to blood two openers. At the start of a, a, a new series, um, Cook obviously going. So that you know, if they drop Jennings, there will be two slots. And also, the other question is: is, is if not Jennings, then who? I know that's not a great, in mm. a way, that's not a great reason for for selecting a player. But you know, who? That, mm.
0: uh, yeah, well, that is a problem. I mean,
1: you, you yeah. could, you could, I mean, here's something. I mean, you, you could say well. James Vince to open with Rory Burns, left hand, right hand combination. I mean, that's a bit of a punt as well. James Vince, he, he is among the group of players that have been selected this summer by England. And Ed was talking about, you know, having that pool of seventeen, eighteen players that you choose from, and there will be one or two that that come in from the outside. But having that that sort of bedrock group, and I suppose Vince must be in it because he was picked for the Southampton Test match. You know, he was included in the squad, so th- that that's a possibility. I, I, it, it obviously it comes with risk because you. Look Look at James Vince's career, and he's, he's nicked off a lot. Mm. Uh, he hasn't had a very good time of it. And one thing, when he watched Vince, you feel—we've talked about this before—you you feel there's a, a classy player in there. He's had yeah. a good summer as well. He's got a lot. He, he has got lots of runs. recently, yeah. So, you know, but it does.
0: It, so, if not Vince, then who? Mm. You know, if not Burns, well, then right, who? Nick Gubbins. I'd pick him. I really like his attitude. He's an intelligent boy. He's adaptable. I know he's playing in the second division, but you know, I don't care about that anymore. I mean, it's, it's a struggle for an opening batsman whoever they're batting against or in now anyway. So this summer seems to have been just a, a really taxing season for batsmen generally. I, I, I think he's got a good game. He's played in the Lions a fair bit. He's mm-hmm. got 50 against the uh, England Indian A team for the Lions this summer. I just think he's got a, a very rounded sort of game and he's, he's a proactive sort of player. I think he's one of those people. You want people to learn, don't you? And uh, it was a thing that Ed mentioned on radio today, Ed Smith, but also something, actually, that my friend Manoj Badali, who runs the Rajasthan Royals, said about Joss Butler... Very, very quick learner, Mm. very, very inquiring mind, picks up on things, uh, manages to impart them into his game, quickly develops, you can see him evolving almost in front of your eyes, Butler, and I think Gubbins is a bit like that, or has the potential to be. So, for you then, Gubbins and Burns in the first Test Match? two two left-handers, Two two left-handers making their Test Match debut. I'd love to have a right-hander, but, you know, who is there? I don't know. know. Someone like Daniel Bell Drummond was... Touted a while back, but he's hasn't had a good season. Obviously, Hazib Hamid is averaging nine at the moment. He's and left he's not even Lancaster, in the Lancashire yeah. team. So, th- th- it really is a, a very scarce selection. There's Joe Denley, yeah. of course. Joe who Denley's batting number four. Yeah, well, he used to well, open. he used to be an opener, yeah. quite like him. I, I've never thought he was actually the brightest as a player. Uh, and I, you know, want people who've kind of... It doesn't have to be intellectually intelligent, but just smart about the game. And there were times I felt with him in the past that he made dumb decisions when he played, but maybe he's improved. Hmm. Let's focus on this test match then. We said yesterday
1: uh, it, it, it feels like 4-1, uh, unless there was a significant India... Yeah fight back, well there was a fight back there of was. sorts and jadeja yeah. he's, he's an excellent com- competitive cricketer yeah. and in a way he's, he's not got in the India side so far, not because he's not a good cricketer but because it was a question of you know, where do they put him Ashwin obviously the the, the main spinner and they wanted to be Seem a dominant in their attack. Where does Jadeja fit in? I suppose he he could have played at Lords instead
0: of um, Yadav. Yadav, or he could have played it instead of Hardik Pandya. Pandya actually did well at Trent Bridge and obviously took five wickets. But I think they've they've been obsessed a bit obsessed with Pandya, and they had Jadeja in their side who or squad who is just a very talented cricketer who always makes a contribution. Excellent, all right. Cricketer, bats, bowls, fields. Yeah, Um. Jadeja played superbly today. I thought England got one thing wrong. Uh, They shouldn't have taken the second new ball because Shami had just played the most appalling. There was the worst bit of India today as well as the best bit. Shami, who had the excellent Jadeja at the other end, Mm. Just slog one up in the air with a ball or two to go of, of Rashid's over. Um, actually, Stuart Broad was slow getting into position. I don't know if you noticed this, but he was running from long on to long on with left-hander, right-hander, and he was actually slow getting to his long on position for Shammy, and if he hadn't been slow, he wouldn't have got to that. But well, he was in the wrong place. He was actually too straight. Yeah. He should have been wider, but because he was straight, the ball ended up close to him and he took a good catch but it was a terrible bit of cricket by Chammy. but then england decided to take the put the seamers on and i remember jimmy jimmy anderson bowled one ball a sort of slower cutter and it sort of spun away from jadeja with the old ball and he and he immediately said the spinners should be bowling mm. and root said no, no no i want the new ball and they got another 40 runs yeah. and jadeja batted brilliantly but, so, so England got that wrong. They should have kept the spinners on with the older ball because I think Bumrah would have struggled more and did probably as well. They could have set more uh, sort of a, appropriate field as a result. Yeah, well, 30,
1: 32 for the last wicket, to be absolutely precise. But yeah. again, it was that that feeling of bowlers bowling without trying to get yeah. one batsman out yeah. again the, and the pressure was released. And it, mm. it, I mean, In a way, it, it worked OK-ish in the end because England are in a decent <laughs> position at the, the end of the day's play. they got a lead of 40. They loved a few more. But I just wonder in in the future whether captains will just think again about that tactic. We talked about it before. It's happened so often this summer where yeah. you know, runs have come the towards end. the end because captains have just set the field back and... and batsmen who were in and been able to exploit it and also as well, you know, the other thing, Bumrah really, you mentioned Shami. Bumrah really supported Jadeja, he yeah. fought for Jadeja until J- Jadeja ran him out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was a ridiculous, I mean, it was a bit like the, the run that Sam Curran took, the second run Sam Curran took at Southampton and there's always that prospect of a run out towards the end of the innings when you're looking to get a player on strike but I thought actually Jadeja could have trusted uh, Bumrah. I mean mm. he was sort of surviving after a fashion but he showed a great deal of grit and determination but England now, I mean, it's, t- it's been a sort of slow-motion test match. It's taken them a long time to to get into this position. India fought hard. They sort of held onto their coattails. But a lead of 154, eight wickets left, two days to go. 80-20
0: England. Shall I go give it the old <laughs> Southampton <laughs> guess again?
1: Well, going into the last day at Southampton, you said India had a 15% chance of winning. Yeah. I think you then reduced it to 10%. Yeah. Uh, it- it's hard to see India winning here. England, d- yeah, so that's a big Unless lead. Unless there's a collapse. Yeah, well, Yeah, it's a big lead with... Two days to go and eight wickets in hand, and England have their strength lower down. So they, in a way, they've got over a hurdle today mm. by actually making some top order top runs. Order runs yeah. Eureka. yeah, I mean no, they're not massive amount of top order runs. No one's made a half century yet, but they, you know, they, in a way, they've done a hard they've done the hard part yeah. for them. Mm. And when you think of the likes of Besto and Stokes and Butler and and Curran to come, there's you know. Plenty of power there. And, of course, the focus, uh, the focus tomorrow initially will be on Alistair Cook. I mean, it was a remarkable uh, reception that he got. It was, it was a bit like, you know when you go to the theatre... And you know, it's, a, it's been can't a br- afford the theatre. Well, you, you, yeah, I suppose not. You're also not very cultured, are you, anyway? But anyway, uh, you go to the. Th- I, I have you know, my father is an actor and I my know. sister
0: is a history presenter. I know. You've got, you've got, but still, I don't know what they do, really. You've got so more culture, you
1: know. probably more culture than me. But if you go to the theatre, you know, and it's a great play, and you know the actors come back on and then, you know, everyone stands up and cheers and the curtain comes down and then they're still cheering and the curtain comes up again and they come back on again. It was, it was a bit like that. Just An went, encore. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, it just went on and on and on and cook.
0: I mean, they actually, actually had to wait for the, everyone to stop cheering, sit down. It was a remarkable And And moment, typical really. of him, of course, he, he, although he played and missed quite a lot, yeah. but he's very good at just sort of getting that emotion, getting rid of it and, and not being affected. I mean, whether he was affected, I don't know, but it didn't look as if he was. No. He just applied himself I actually <laughs> I sat with his wife for a bit watching the game and she was just as detached as, as yeah. Alistair you know she said well you know I whatever what will be will yeah. be and uh, he's, he's been amazing but uh, he doesn't bring his work home with him and she's looking forward to going to Devon with him um, <laughs> on their family holidays when they uh, they go away which never he's never able to do normally except for, except for one night Uh, Childhood sweethearts, well, sort of teenage sweethearts. It's really lovely, actually. It's a lovely story, the cook and Mrs Cook, Alice Alice Cook... Well, I mean, for, for the romantics
1: then, Simon, mean, it, it would be amazing if he was able to, in a way, replicate well, a, even a fifty. Well, well I'm thinking of replicating, replicating first the, test. the first test where he made a yeah. half century yes. and a century. That's He's right. already made the half century here in the first innings, making seventy one. Still got a long way to go. It might
0: not be enough time left in the match actually for him to get hundred. The,
1: the way things are going, God, it was a battle, wasn't it? it? Was. I mean,
0: you know, there was some scratchiness. I thought one thing that the the Indians missed a trick with, and it was probably maybe there was just a touch of sentimentality about this, but they never bounced him. In fact, they've never bounced him at all in the whole, I don't think, the whole series. And last summer... Twice he got out hooking. Mm. Remember to uh, Chris Morris, for instance, at Trent Bridge? And he's always said to me, actually, one of the balls he hates the most is a ball sort of under his armpit, yeah. a sort of leg stumble just outside because he's got a blind spot. And he's got out a couple of times like that. Nobody's tried him out with that this year. Uh, you know, they set a field back today for deep square leg and Boomer especially was, was getting some good zippy pace. But nobody dug one in to make him hook as if it was to say, well, I won't... Uh, I I want to be dignified about this and I don't want to kind of bowl a ball at your head in case I hit you on your last test I'm sure it wasn't that but it sort of felt like that somehow.
1: And lots of quite relieved people I think towards the end of the day's play that Cook uh, survived, at least Cook himself, he'd come back tomorrow and try to make three figures in his final testings. I think the the media, the written press as well, desperate enough to do rewrites of of Cook being out towards the end of the day's play and also the authorities here at the Oval who might be a Cook effect in terms of the crowd on the fourth day because this game's starting on a Friday Which is not perfect for the oval. They they love to have Thursday and then the two big days of the weekend. They might get a decent Monday. Everyone back at school. uh, You know, it's all holidays are over. Some people suggesting, oh, you know this has all been over-egged, you know. Alistair Cook, you know, all this t- talk of Cook's last game, sort of sentimentality involved, and it was actually quite tense commentating when he was on Norton. He didn't want him to get out for Norton in his last game. I know Don Bradman did, so he could say, well, you know, he's got something in common with Bradman. But, you know, people saying, yeah, I mean, has got a bit sentimental. But, I mean, this man, you know, he's played the, the most consecutive games in the history of Test cricket. He's like something like three and a half, it's called three and a half thousand runs more than the next... Highest run scorer on the England list. That's that's Graham Gooch. Uh, opening uh, he, batting. Opening he's, the batting. He's done it for. He's the done only it one who scored years. ten thousand runs as an up. opening batsman. Yeah, the incredible series in Australia when England won the Ashes. Um, he's, he, he you know he's won in India. He, he's not a glamorous
0: cricketer. He's not the most exciting cricketer to watch. I wrote down this uh, this stat today actually that he's got he scored uh, well before today he's scored two thousand three hundred and forty five runs. Off his hip, <laughs> clipping off his hip. So you'd think it was probably more, but it, it, that's about 25%. Yeah. <laughs> So I wonder how many is squirted behind square on the offside, probably yeah. even more. So, but the point is, I think, you know, that he's
1: not the most glamorous of but he has been a magnificent player for England. And, you know, it shouldn't, shouldn't be undersold. And actually, the fact that the crowd responded like that just shows you what 25,000 people thought today or 24,000 England supporters thought today about Alistair Cook. It's easy to sort of snipe and say, you know, it's a sort of benefit game for him because he, he shouldn't be in the side. and You know, there the case for arguing that. But also... I think it's you know it is worth
0: celebrating what he's achieved. Well, you were the which, one of the people that well, didn't think he should play, well, and actually, he's been not only was it his last match to give him a, a send off, but he's actually contributed you know, very effectively. I, I,
1: what I said was I thought there was a case for him not playing in the game once mm-hmm. he once he'd his retirement you, and then you move on. That's the sort of, the unsentimental view. On the other hand, it does add greater luster to the game. I think you know as well, and also in this case, it is worth. Celebrating a player like Alistair Cook and the career that he's had, and the fact that he's produced this game as well shows he's he's still got it. I mean, there's still people saying, you know, when England are struggling. You know, next win, it's a bit like King Arthur, isn't it? You know, when Britain's struggling, King Arthur will come back and all this sort of stuff. It's a bit like England struggling next summer. Bring back Alistair Cook for the the fourth Test of the Ashes series if he's you know on two thousand runs for Essex. (laughs) But I mean, he's quite a stubborn bloke, isn't he? I'm sure that that won't happen. Who knows? But I mean, you know, clearly, I mean, he's only thirty three. He's still he's still able to to produce. So he might not be the most glamorous cricketer ever, the most spectacular cricketer ever. But
0: he has. Um, well, he's the con- most effective exactly. England batsman he, ever. Exactly. He has contributed so much to the England team. I don't think he's a great batsman, but I think he's a great run-maker. Yeah, And he's proved it again today. Mm-hmm. He's He's been incredibly effective. He's been England's rock. And we'll probably see England to, to victory in this Test match. I reckon uh, England probably need another 150-odd. Set India 260-270 to win. They're going to get more, but mm. I think at least... 270 will be enough So, so 270 in the last innings is, is just not achievable I don't think, not with this India team
1: No OK, so well, it's, it still looks 4-1 to England yep. after three days It looked 4-1 to England after two days Despite India fighting hard on this Third day, England still well ahead In this test match We'll see what uh, transpires tomorrow And we'll talk to you uh, this time tomorrow evening Goodbye for now